Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Brown Petri Dish. Today on the podcast, um, I don't know what the fuck we're really doing. <laughs> we uh, we meant to start recording half hour episodes, but we end up always going for an hour anyways. So we usually split them up into news and the other part. Uh, but this one was weird, and if I split it up, it would have been like 15 to 20 minutes and then a 40-minute episode. So I just decided we're going to release the whole hour, and then we'll figure out uh, when we can record this week coming up. So uh, trying to figure this shit out while we're both uh, extremely busy, trying to start up a new podcast. Um, we're all working a bit more now, um, comedy-wise anyways. And... Um, we have the new show we're launching at Sassy's in Twinsburg, uh, May 13th. Make sure you check that out. Tickets are available on the Eventbrite. You can find that on um, my Facebook page, Brandon's, Jimmy Killies's. We all posted it on IG, too, I think. Um, and we're trying to find other venues to run shows at because uh, that's what we're trying to do with this, trying to start kind of a multimedia company. Um, and it's a big process, so, uh, be patient with us. I know most of you will enjoy having an hour episode of Brown Petri Dish anyways. So, uh, thanks for listening. We appreciate all the people that have stuck by us, uh, through this time of change. I don't know, it sounds like we did something wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. We're just fucking around a little bit, trying to figure shit out, you know? So... Thank you for still listening, and uh, I hope you all listen to the new podcast, uh, which we are still working on uh, getting it launched. It will be launched, at least one episode will be launched before the Rubber City Comedy Festival, um, and that will be on its own feed, the Bomb Hard Podcast. Some people asked me about that, um, but the first episode I think we will put in the Brown Petri Dish feed as well. Uh, just to get more people to listen to it. So um, look for that. That podcast is going to be more YouTube-focused. Um, I bought a bunch of good cameras and shit, and we have an actual producer working on us, working with us on the next podcast, uh, The Bomb Hard. So it will be a little bit more YouTube-focused, but we are still going to have the audio available on all your major platforms. So... Uh, keep an eye out for that. It'll probably be close to the time um, of the Rubber City Comedy Festival, late April, early May, before we get the first episode of that out, because we are trying to make it the best quality we possibly can. And uh, I think it's going to be great, because everybody has always told us our best episodes of Brown Petri Dish are the ones where we have Jimmy as a guest. So... Um, Having me, Jimmy, and Brandon on a podcast where we're not really talking about the news. Uh, we're just hanging out, talking about shit, and we're uh, going to do some different segments here and there. Maybe try some shit on the podcast. That's something that we did uh, for the first four episodes we recorded, which will probably end up being our first four Patreon episodes. Uh, we... We all three tried each flavor of Mountain Dew hard while we were doing the podcast. Um, we originally intended in doing that in a half hour, and instead uh, it took us two and a half hours. So 
it was a fun episode, though, and it was hilarious. So I'm looking forward to that stuff coming out. And I hope you are, too. But uh, have a great week. Come see uh, Friday at Hilarities is Mike Head, uh, one of the best comics in Cleveland. He'll be doing uh, two shows at Hilarities on Friday. I might be on one of them. I'm not sure yet. Um, and then uh, Bill Squire at Funny Stop all weekend. Check that out if you're in the Chicago Falls, Akron area. Um, I'll be hanging out all night Saturday at Funny Stop. So um, check those shows out this weekend. Support live comedy. Love you guys. Have a good week. crazy weekend right yeah it was uh eventful and fun i don't know exhausting man you sunday i didn't do shit i was so happy to just stay home and not have to drive anywhere yeah i ended up going to pharmacy sunday night but um i other than that i did nothing all day on sunday just sat around (laughs) and didn't do shit uh yeah, I got to see how uh, I got to see how how bad Youngstown is. Never, never really got to hang out there in person and see uh, all the shit that everybody talks about. Yeah, they were like scary walking your car at night. <laughs> yeah, I mean the downtown area is nice, but like the second you step foot out of that downtown area, it just goes downhill real quick. Dude, I don't like walking after like a late show at the Funny Farm. I don't like walking to my car downtown because it's like everything's closed. Like it's yeah, and it's super dark too. Like they they just don't have traffic light or uh, they don't have like street lights or anything anywhere. And yeah, it's dude, weird, man, it is. It, it's weird like that. Uh, when you're walking to your car after a show at the Funny Farm, um, there's stuff going on inside of the buildings, but like it's so quiet and dark outside of the buildings that it's just like it's creepy. It's like Real Silent Hill. Yeah, it's like super loud inside the building. So like, if somebody were to murder me or or like carjack me or something, like no one would hear for sure. Like that's not it happening. It would kind of suck. Like you you take the knife to the back. You're up against the glass. You're just like, oh, it looks like they're having such a good time in their help. Yeah, yeah, that's how I imagine <laughs> Youngstown. Um, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, it's a ghost town, man. It really is. There's not much down there anymore. I, the, the, I didn't get to eat at the restaurant that the Funny Farm is above, but that seemed like a really nice place to, to eat. I've I never eaten good. there. I've never eaten there, but I've heard it's really good. I uh, I love the Funny Farm setup. I mean, minus like all the stairs. I, I didn't know about the creepy freight elevator they have in the back. Oh, yeah. You've never <laughs> been there before. No, this was my first time at the Funny Farm. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, the elevator's a must, dude. It is. The stairs will fuck you up. It was uh, we all, we all had to make a quick escape.
we had like a uh, I should put this I don't want to call it a quick escape but like right after the show we had to rush over to that uh, rock climbing place um, ascend for uh, a private event that they had there so we had like a 20 minute window of us getting from A to B to basically jumping right on stage and kicking the show off oh that sucks it was I mean the show was good both shows were yeah. really fun yeah it's just a little chaotic doing that um especially when like i didn't know about all the closed roads in in youngstown like most of them are closed and apparently google doesn't update that ever well yeah um i don't know they're they're closed because of uh lack of use i think is what it is they're not (laughs) (laughs) maybe certainly no maintenance on them yeah when you're trying to get somewhere real quick and you keep coming up on these closed roads and having to call audibles you timing gets all messed up yeah they're like we're not gonna fix these nobody fucking uses them that's what yeah like why bother <laughs> oh man yeah young sounds crazy yeah all i did i felt like all i did was uh sit in the passenger seat of tim wolf's car the whole weekend it was <laughs> pretty crazy and quite a bit of driving myself too because i drove back from uh drove back from warren two nights in a row so yikes man yeah that's that's a rough one one yeah two nights in a row yeah because we uh when we got to pittsburgh we texted booker and uh to see what hotel we were in and we were not um aware of the policy of this booker is that if it's within two hours of where you live you don't get a hotel room so oh so you just rolled in there to find out you didn't have a hotel yeah so we did so we did the show in pittsburgh and left after the show um and then um the next night we the next day we drove up to uh Arkport, New York, which is like uh upstate New York and uh one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my life. And uh and it was a better it was like it was like the best show of the weekend. All of the shows were good, but it was like the best show of the weekend. Um, I don't know, probably 35, 40 people there, and it was in a small winery, and uh, they were just the best crowd ever. And um, then we were like, he offered us a hotel in Arkport, but we just drove back. We were like, fuck it. It was only three and a half hours. (laughs) Yeah, it kind of would have been nice, though. Yeah, so we drove back in a fucking rainstorm. (laughs) <laughs> for three and a half hours and sounds like you could have stayed <laughs> yeah well you know i don't know the sometimes at the end of a weekend like that you just want your own bed really fucking bad i get that, I do get that. <laughs> you know i mean it's just like because these these road gigs that uh we're getting like they're good gigs and they and they pay well like they pay they pay like the same or more than it is to feature at a club. Um, but the hotels are not going to be great when you're doing gigs. That you're, I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, who knows, who knows what hotel this guy was offering? Well, they're all motels. So they're all like the, the, uh, the higher end of the motels. So it's like motel six, super eight, uh, Red Roof Inn, places like okay, that. Okay, those are so, those are tolerable. Like those are eh. for the most part. <laughs> not, really, not, I've had not. good experiences with Red Roof Inn. 
I'm super weird about it, man. Like I, uh, I did the red roof in thing though. Like, um, those ones, like those, those bigger chains, you can usually rely on them at least not having bed bugs. Like that's, yeah. Usually you can rely on that. Um, no blood stains on the sheets and we're cool. Like I'm, but I still don't trust the sheets or the, the bedding or anything. So, um, after Thursday night, uh, staying at a red roof inn that, um, again, didn't have bad bugs, but not clean. So, <laughs> um, I ordered, I, that night I ordered a, uh, sleeping bag on Amazon because I'm like, fuck it. If I'm going to keep doing these road gigs, I need to not be under these covers here, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just going to sleep in a sleeping bag. <laughs> on top of the bed like i'm not I'm, that's a good move though that really is a good move yeah it's just it's not worth it dude there's no like i'm not i don't know i'm not getting i'm not getting uh i'm not getting sick or getting disease from motel bed sheets it's not happening what kind of like superpowers would you get from getting bitten dude. by like a radioactive bed bug who knows dude I mean, it could be. Sounds... Yeah, it could be any. It could just like turn you into one of the motel maids or something. You know, like it. Yeah, maybe that's that's how they they get them. Yeah. They they just and... they, they trap them and then change them over to maids with their radioactive bed bugs in there. Yeah, and dude, they. That's were... why there's so many blood stains on the sheets. Right, they're doing construction at this at this uh, red roof inn. And, uh, this black dude comes in and starts complaining that there was like, there was construction in his room and, um, the dude told him that somebody was going to come clean it and they never sent anybody. And the dude's like, the dude was like irritated. The dude behind obviously the counter was like irritated with this dude complaining to him. And he's like. He's like, okay, nobody, nobody ever came, and he was like, no, okay, and then he's like, why else would I be down here? <laughs> and then he's like sitting there for a second, he's like typing shit into the computer, and he doesn't really say anything to the guy, and then the guy was like, are you gonna switch me rooms or what? And he's like, no, I have no room to switch you to, and he was, and he's like, all right, well, is somebody gonna come clean my room at least? And he was like. <laughs> he's like i will i will send someone i'll take care of it and he was just like being a kind of a dickhead to this dude yeah and i'm like i'm like, like this guy is unreasonable for wanting less construction yeah. in his hotel room i was confused i'm like is this guy on the construction crew like did he not pay for his hotel is that why this is like Maybe. a Maybe he got his buddy a maintenance job, and that guy's a junkie or something. So he's like, "Ah, oh, motherfucker, like this guy again." Yeah, wrecking rooms and not cleaning it up afterwards, and then letting us rent them out to people. Yeah, I don't. You know. would think if there's like construction going on in that room that weekend, like maybe we just don't rent that room out. Yeah, there was construction in the room next to us because we we oh. uh, uh, the window was covered up by like a white sheet. Like it was like obviously like they were doing shit in there. Uh, the I uh, I might have to change my stance on red roof ins now. <laughs> That's, yeah, this one, that one. 
this one was not where it's at, dude. <laughs> it was not how it's at. And actually, um, there in Allentown, PA, um, we had me and Tim have kind of uh, started a tradition of sorts of uh, finding a Buffalo Wild Wings near us after a show, and uh, it's a little, it's a little odd of a thing i don't know how it happened but it just happened and uh the one in allentown pa probably the best one i've ever been to not gonna lie that's impressive yeah um you would think there'd be one in upstate new york to be a little better maybe you know closer (laughs) to buffalo but well we didn't go anywhere after after that show because that show was uh uh we were there pretty late for driving back three and a half hours but um but yeah dude the, the allentown pa Buffalo Wild Wings, big thumbs up on that. Uh, Hats off. Hats off. Yeah, dude. We we uh, had good service for once, which is rare for Buffalo Wild Wings. The service at Buffalo Wild Wings is usually fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. the, and the food was really good. They have some uh, new honey garlic sauce, and it just tastes like uh, kind of, I don't know, it's kind of like a spicy... Asian sauce, almost. Really fucking good, though. Sounds really nice, actually. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, it was it was fun. The winery show. Um, since we did all wineries this weekend, I bought a bottle of wine at each winery for my mom because um, she loves red wine. So uh, they would have loved the place in Pittsburgh because it was corny. Your parents would have. <laughs> yeah, it was corny. <laughs> it was like a, it was called Wine O'Clock Somewhere. Oh, of course. Uh, and it was definitely like Jimmy Buffett themed, and uh, um, they would have loved it. Yeah, <laughs> they would have <laughs> loved it. Um, but yeah, that one, the uh, the first two we did, Sleepy Cat Winery was in Allentown, PA, and then uh, Wine O'Clock Somewhere. Um, neither one of those were were vineyards they were just wineries so um the last one was a lot more impressive as far as like the looks of the place the pictures look really nice yeah but all of the places were great i mean they were they were literally they were just all good shows man it's i haven't had i've heard horror stories um (laughs) of shows from from uh bookers like this but i haven't had a bad show with this booker yet so Fingers crossed it stays that way. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know how shows can be, though. You never really know 100%. You can't guarantee anything. Yeah, we're doing a couple breweries at the end of April in Wisconsin. So, I don't know. Weird. Hell yeah. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's cool to... It's just really like... I I talked about it with my brother's buddy today because he... um, He's in my fantasy league and uh, with my brother's fantasy league, and uh, Brian Gallagher is in that league, and uh, he wanted me to. He wanted me to like. He doesn't know Brian, so he wanted me to be the like mediator on a trade for them, and so I was <laughs> doing what that, I get, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, and then the trade didn't work out, and. Uh, uh, Todd just said something about how I really impressed him that night that we had my brother's benefit or whatever. And I was like, well, yeah, dude, with the amount of time that I put in 
in the past four years, if I didn't impress you, it would be sad. You know, like, yeah, right? <laughs> like well, it's kind of nice too, because like you got to think about all the people you've had come see you in the last like four years, and you're like, man, if they just would have waited till four years in, you know, right, oh yeah. man, yeah, I did not have knocked him dead. Yeah, and I, and I was, but I was talking to him, and I was telling him, um, you know, it's stuff like that. The the fact that we have the power to raise money like that, um, that makes it all worth it. And then Saturday night, dude, I was I. I crushed that half hour, the whole half hour just crushed. And when Tim went up on stage, I walked outside just to get some fresh air. And, uh, because the air was extremely fresh in those mountains, like it felt like you were literally, like, <laughs> it literally felt like you were breathing in at like one of those oxygen bars. Like it was just, it was fucking Organic air. Yeah, dude, it's nuts. And, uh, I'm just outside and, and the sun's going down and I'm just like looking around at all the mountains and shit and drinking a glass of wine. And I'm sitting there just thinking like, like this is fucking like, I get paid for this. Like this is fucking crazy. And, and, and it's like moments like that, that just make you appreciate like all the work that you put in and shit. Like it's, it comes like, (laughs) you know, it's like fun now. You know what I mean? Like before we had so much to worry about and, you know, we were stressing over, trying to get booked and doing this or that. And now it's, now it's like, fuck it, let it roll. You know, like yeah. take the bookings we get, go have yeah. fun. And I feel like this is just, I, and I feel like this is just like the beginning of this part of it. You know what I mean? Like a hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's, uh, it's another thing when you start like comedy clubs are cool and comedy clubs are the best pl- environments for comedy. But, but like doing these one nighters, some of the places you get to travel is just fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you realize like there's so much more to it than that. Like, you yeah. know, we, we try to like to, to get into certain clubs and we might not get in or and we might dwell on that. But you kind of you see the bigger picture in those scenarios where you're like, shit, this, it doesn't have to be about that club. That's like a small way to think about it. There's so many other places we can go do comedy. Yeah. And get cool. paid and travel and yeah, hell, get in a bench. Yeah. Oh man, Brandon froze up. I don't know. See that? Oh, 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 yeah. You froze up for a second. Am I back? <laughs> yeah, I, I froze up. Yeah, you're back. <laughs> no, like when I, on Friday when I was at the six twelve event center with like uh, with Sean Boyd and and Chevy and uh, and John Huff, I, I had a, a pretty entertaining moment walking to the bar because some lady was asking this other lady who were her favorite favorite comic from the show was and she goes the white one and i, I was that guy I, you know that is funny yeah you don't get that very often <laughs> yeah it, it is stuff like that um people people like coming up to you afterwards and wanting to take pictures with you and shit at shows like that shouldn't to me like I, i'm not like uh i'm not somebody that's like afraid to socialize with people after a show like i i that shit's never gonna get old to me it's no <laughs> the thing that i hate the the only thing that sucks about it is when you get somebody really drunk and they just keep they just keep complimenting you over and over and over again and you're like all right well what the fuck do i say now like we've already done this yeah five times then, like what and then nobody wants to nobody else wants to come compliment you because then they're gonna have to deal with the drunk person too yeah, You're like get out of here. There's people that are actually going to remember this. And then you see, um, uh, and then you seem ungrateful because you're like, all right, guy, 
come on, let's let's move. Yeah, on. move along. But it's like, how much do you have to put up with at, at some point? Like, <laughs> only so much you can do. Yeah, uh, this lady, this lady, Saturday night. She was the sweetest lady, uh, but she was real drunk. Um, <laughs> she uh, told us that her daughter lives in Westlake, and and so. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, have her add me on social media and whatnot. And uh, so I gave her I gave her a sticker and and I wrote Tim's uh, I wrote Tim's social medias on the back of it and told her, like, this is Tim's, this is mine. And she was like, I don't know what this is. And I was like, all right, well, just like show it to your daughter and she'll know. She'll probably piece it together. Yeah, and she was like, "Well, take down my email address," and I'm like, "I, I guess, sure." Like, Did you just like fake write it on your hand, like, mm-hmm. "No, yep. I wrote it in my notepad because she was watching me." And she, <laughs> she told us that she wanted us to stay with her next time we come there. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what's up. Yeah. Saves on a hotel. I mean, she yeah. might have a better situation than the Red Roof Inn. You should ask. There's construction going on in your place. <laughs> yeah, she was like, we, she's like, we have like we got a better deal there. She's like, we have a cabin. We have a blah blah blah. I'm like, all right, maybe we'll see. I don't know. Right. It's starting to sketch me out. Cabin strangers, like, mm. yeah, this, this place was this place was very much like they were cool people, but it was very much like one of those places where you're like. This is a weird, tight knit community. You know, there's like, there's only like. This is where Get Out took place. That's that's what happened, dude. It it looks pretty close. Like, there's only like 850 people that live in this town. It's like a mountain town, and this winery is like the center piece of it. (laughs) It's it's pretty crazy, but I don't know. It was fun time. That's the important thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know, man. It's I'm looking forward to the next couple months. I got the Joe Mackey thing coming up in April. Um, the Rubber City Comedy Festival coming up in May. Um, it's going to be fun. I'm interested to see if we're going to finally see somebody um, use the uh, um, the projector screen at Funny Stop. Is someone actually going to? Is well... If you've if you've watched uh, the Thursday headliner Ben Palmer, um, he does a lot of that at his shows because he does he does the Ben Palmer trolls things, uh, which he has like over a million followers on TikTok and shit. Um, but it's and he's the guy started at Funny Stop, started doing stand up at Funny Stop. I don't know if he was making his videos first or not, but that's cool. Yeah, started doing comedy at Funny Stop. Moved out to L.A., and now I think he's in Nashville, Kyle said. Um, but uh, he does shit like he'll, like, he'll, like, uh, troll people, but in a good way. <laughs> you know, like... Positive trolling? Yeah, so uh, he had one where he would, like, where he would, like, pretend to be, uh, like, he would make up a Facebook account for TJ Maxx. <laughs> Or whatever, and like reply to people, fucking <laughs> like TJ Maxx and uh, stuff like that. It's it's pretty funny. So, and he would like he would like he like has ones where he'll do like uh, 
I don't know where where he had one where somebody complained. I guess Costco stopped selling some type of cheese because the owner of the cheese company said something racist or whatever. Of and, course. And somebody commented and said that they were boycotting boycotting Costco or something. And so and so then he commented as Costco and was like, "Well, I guess you'll have to get your uh, cheese somewhere else or whatever and uh, or something like that and then he started commenting as all of the cheese companies like telling them, <laughs> telling them that, we, that they didn't want their business either or whatever <laughs> it was fucking hilarious dude it was it was great that's so much effort that's yeah. that's a lot of effort yeah he has a special um, on YouTube uh, Ben Palmer it's called uh, you can be anything um, I watched it the other night. It was pretty, pretty fucking funny. I can only imagine. I mean, you know how like when you log into Facebook and you can switch between like your your regular page, your comedy page, or like the uh, the podcast page. This is just going to be all different cheese companies. Just a big ass yeah. like list of them when you open that up. Yeah. Well, he 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 has he has made up so many Facebook pages. Like That's got to be like a crime eventually, right? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Fraudulent Facebooking? Like, yeah, he's like impersonating companies and shit, and it's fucking hilarious, dude. I guess they can't sanction you, but like, it's got to be, you, you got to get in trouble for that eventually. I don't know. I don't think it's illegal. It's maybe like, maybe not. Parody. Maybe eventually, though. Who knows? Let Zuckerberg <laughs> get his hands on it. Yeah. Oh, man. What time is it? Well, we uh we have quite a bit of news to get to, so we'll get to some of this. Um I'm gonna start with start with the uh people near death experiences, they always not, talk about like there's a one. tunnel uh, and there was a light. Damn it. I was like that sounds like a pretty crazy news story right there. Can you yeah. imagine? Did not want to start with that one, damn it. <laughs> uh, on NBC tonight we dip into the other side we finally discovered what happens after you die you're like wow uh, they're gonna have crazy ratings <laughs> yeah that's a comedy clip for later I don't want to do that one now um, we'll start with uh, where's the uh, storms yeah we'll start with this shit it's uh, this from CBS News it was a crazy weekend for weather and uh, uh, mostly, mostly hurt the South, but it goes all the way up to the Ohio Valley at some point. Turning out of the weather, more than 30 million Americans from the lower Mississippi Valley to the Ohio Valley are under severe weather threats or flood watches with powerful tornadoes expected through the night across the Deep South. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports tonight from Greenville, Mississippi. In southern Missouri, flash floods overflowed the Finley River overnight, leaving this park underwater. About 60 miles away, two people were killed when their vehicle was swept away. At least two tornadoes tore through North Texas this morning with 100-mile-per-hour winds. Eric Huntley dug through what was left of his home. As soon as I got the alert, I, I went to go look outside. And then I heard the moan. And I'll never forget that sound. Heavy rain and hail grounded planes for several hours at Dallas-Fort Worth Airport, delaying more than 900 flights today. This is part of the same storm system that spawned several rare tornadoes near Los Angeles on Wednesday. Rain damages to the roof, and then of course now the, and the water, 
And then the main thing is that we were out of business for several, probably three, four months. Here in Mississippi, NOAA meteorologists launched a weather balloon ahead of what's expected to be a rough night. Everything seems to be coming together in this location this evening uh, for a potential uh, outbreak of severe weather. A tornado watch was just issued for parts of Mississippi, Tennessee, Arkansas, and Louisiana. And this area has seen its fair share of severe weather so far this year, and it's not even peak tornado season. Nora? Omar Franca, thank you so much for your reporting. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything on Facebook or anything, so I don't believe that my hometown was hit by, by this tornado, but um, it was North Texas, so it couldn't have been far. That's absolutely insane, though. I can't be surprised. I mean, you sure you saw some of the winds over the weekend. I mean, my oh, power was yeah. out for a while. Uh, apparently, the entire city of Warren just had no power. Yeah, somehow yeah. Youngstown did. I don't know. Funny Farm and uh, Ascend both had powers, so the shows went on. But man, it, it was all it was nuts driving down there, just getting my Honda Civic blown all over the road. Yeah, dude, we were we were in the thick of it for a minute. Uh, driving back from New York on Saturday night, um, it was pretty crazy. And then I got home, and I was worried that I was going to get home to a fucking tree being inside of my home. But uh, yeah, I bet. I there, bet you were. There was just like several, several huge branches in my driveway. And I was just saying, like, damn, dude, this would have scared the shit out of me if I was here. As <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it, that's crazy, man. Um, I We lived through, we had several tornadoes uh, whenever I was there because that's kind of the tornado alley. Um, but we never actually had any hit our town that I n- remember. Um we had one hit Sherman, I remember, which is the next town over from us. But I don't think, I don't think we ever had any hit Denison while I was living there. But I've never actually seen a tornado. Like, like I want to, but I think I'm pretty much fine with just seeing them on TV. You know? Yeah, I don't want to at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I feel like such a pussy because <laughs> you see all these guys on like YouTube or in, in like the South. They they just stand on their decks and like watch these tornadoes go through their backyards. And I'm like, I don't think I would be anywhere near that shit. <laughs> yeah. Cool. yeah, those dudes can stay on YouTube. Yeah, man. I'll watch them on. I'll watch them on the YouTube. You know. That's kind of like the perk of Ohio. Like it's boring here, but that's kind of the perk. Nothing crazy really happens here very often. Yeah. No, no tornadoes, no earthquakes. It gets cold here, but that even the snow is not really a thing anymore. It seems. Yeah. Um, we have uh, this is from CBS Evening News about uh, journalists in Iran at a news company who uh, continued reporting despite the government telling them not to. As tensions increase between the U.S. and Iran, CBS's Hallie Ott takes an inside look at how information is under constant watch by the Iranian government. At first glance, this newsroom looks like any other, but the journalists at Iran International have been branded terrorists by the Iranian government. The government considers you a threat. What are they afraid of? They see every free journalist as a threat. Protests swept through Iran last year after 22-year-old Masa Amini was killed in police custody. 
Iran International, based between London and Washington, D.C., became a prominent provider of news about the demonstrations for Iranians. Though banned inside Iran, it can be accessed via satellite. Every day, every second, we are receiving information from people inside Iran. Viewed by many inside Iran as an opposition channel, Tehran claims Iran International has ties to its political rival, Saudi Arabia. Iran International says its parent company receives money from a Saudi financer, but that it's independent. And providing information about the protests has come at a steep price. Last year, UK police informed some of Iran International's employees that there were credible threats to their lives. Armed security was installed outside their London offices, and one man was arrested and charged with collecting information that could be used for terrorism. While we were filming, many people asked not to appear on camera. What might they be concerned about for their families back in Iran? Some of them uh, have been in prison in Iran. Uh, so because of that, in daily life, they try to not have any connection with them. Can you be safe anywhere in the world? No. Here in center of London, we are not safe. Where we can be safe? Days after our story was filmed, Iran International said security advice from UK police prompted it to close its UK broadcast center completely. But it says it won't be silenced by threats and has moved its operations to Washington. Haleyad, CBS News, London. So uh, it's our problem now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, what's Iran going to tell us? Like, hey, you stop it. Suck a dick. I don't know. Like we we're kind of big on on free press in in the United States. I mean, here and there we have our battles with that even today. But still, we don't have to deal with threats if we report something. I mean, we might get. Oh. Sued, but that's about <laughs> yeah. as far as it goes. <laughs> that's super weird. Uh, you just froze up for a second. But you were like, you were like, we might get, and then it froze up, and then you came back, and you were like, sued. But it's, <laughs> I don't know how. Yeah. That was, that I wonder why I'm freezing up so bad. I don't know. My internet seems fine, and I don't know. You're not like glitching out on my end. Like everything seems fine normally. I don't. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know. It might be mine. Who knows? That uh, sucks. <laughs> well, at least at least my points still get out there. You know. Nevertheless. Yeah. For sure, dude. I mean, it's it's uh, it is important to keep the uh, uh, rest of the world informed about what's going on in Iran because it's if not, they'll just do whatever the fuck. I mean, they're doing whatever the fuck they want to, anyways. They uh, yeah. the Iranian foreign minister uh, came out with a statement last week condemning France for using brutality against their protesters, uh, which is pretty funny because I Iran that's absolutely hysterical. Yeah, absolutely hysterical. Iran was just like shooting protesters like a couple weeks ago. So they're like, "Wow, France, you should take it easy." Yeah, okay. yeah. I was trying to do a joke about it, and just like I think people just really don't pay attention to the world news at all because no, it's. Uh, I was basically like just saying, like uh, I compared it to uh, R. Kelly. R. Kelly telling Leonardo DiCaprio should stop fucking nineteen-year-olds, but <laughs> and try sixteen-year-olds. That's pretty much what R. Kelly would say, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh, like you're shooting too high there, Leo. You can do better. 
speaking about people who are friends with Jeffrey Epstein, um, Donald Trump is back in the news. Um, <laughs> this is, uh, I was going to, I'll play your, your story that you sent me here in a minute, but this, I think, um, explains it first. This is uh, about the case against Donald Trump. This is from ABC News. This morning, a lawyer representing former President Trump in the Mar-a-Lago classified documents case is preparing to appear before a grand jury. A panel of judges yesterday rejected Trump's effort to block his lawyer, Evan Corcoran, from testifying. It comes after a judge determined there's compelling preliminary evidence that Trump knowingly misled his attorneys so they would file a sworn statement, even though he knew it was false. Sources say Corcoran is expected to turn over documents as soon as today. Meanwhile, barricades surrounding the Manhattan courthouse as the DA investigates whether Trump's hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels broke campaign spending laws. Sources say at least one more witness may be called before the grand jury decides whether to indict Trump. In the meantime, Trump is lashing out at Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, his expected rival in the 2024 presidential race. Trump calling him an average governor, criticizing DeSantis' record on COVID and education, and writing... Ron DeSantis is not working for the people of Florida as he should be. He's too busy chatting with a ratings-challenged TV host from England, desperately trying to rescue his failing campaign. I don't know how to spell DeSantis. I don't really know what it means, but I, you know, I kind of like it's long. It's got a lot of vowels. I mean, so we'd go with that. That's fine. In his interview with Piers Morgan, DeSantis appeared to question Trump's leadership. The way we run the government, I think, is no daily drama, focus on the big picture, and put points on the board, and I think that that's something that's very important. Back here in New York, the grand jury is expected to reconvene today where it's possible they'll hear from that additional witness. I'm uh, really, really uh, ashamed that I, I think that he even has something close to an Italian last name. It sucks, man. Yeah, he's a piece of shit, um, but the bigger... I do find him. I find it hilarious that Trump is is questioning his decisions on COVID, COVID and education. Yeah, I mean, Trump said COVID wasn't really a thing. Like he acted like it wasn't a, a problem at all. It, of all people, to say that you handled COVID poorly, Trump yeah, really? He was the one like getting getting the vaccine without without telling other people to get the vaccine. <laughs> you know, like. Oh, like- shooting down Fauci's ideas. I don't know, a virologist. That's that's really who you're not going to listen to. And not only that, I mean, Trump put DeVos in charge of education, someone who's never even seen the inside of a public school. What, what room does he have on those two topics specifically? Right, yeah. And uh, <laughs> I don't know, I thought it was funny uh, that I said the case against Donald Trump whenever really it was the cases against Donald Trump. Cause he has I mean, yeah. multiple grand jury trials going on right now. It's like different situations. I mean, do you, do you think they they waited this long just to try to build efficient cases? Or do you think this was just like a last stitch effort to try to get fucking something on this guy? No, I think it took this long to build the cases. Um, grand juries take a long time. And yeah. That's what it is, and um, I I don't know. I think if they do indict him, I think they will move the trials along pretty quickly because they don't want this hanging over the election. I think they'll move pretty quickly with the trials. Uh, you should kind of have no choice. Yeah, I just want to see that. I just want to see that fucking 
mugshot. That's it. Let's get that I'm just, shot on the t-shirt. That's all I want. I'm kind of. I'll be kind of bummed that it it came down to falsifying business documents. That's what got him. Like of all things, of of all of the things, yeah, that he could have been charged with. That's well, the one. Well, there's that. That's one of the grand jury cases. The other grand jury cases is uh, the uh, Mar-a-Lago thing, where he. Uh, lied to his lawyers to make them think that they could say that all the documents were given up, basically. Um, I don't even know if I trust his lawyers enough to say that they didn't. I really don't. <laughs> yeah, the way Cohen went down with everything and you know tries to act like Trump was such a piece of shit, and even though he just said yeah. yes to all of it and then hated all of it, it's like, yeah, but you're kind of a dick too for doing all of those things you know you don't have to do those things especially when they're illegal you'll end up in jail over it for sure yeah um and then we have this is the one you sent me this is uh trump rails against possible indictment and first <laughs> official rally which i believe was in waco texas and i don't think that's a coincidence how fitting how fitting Tomorrow, a Manhattan grand jury is expected to reconvene in a case that could result in an unprecedented indictment of former President Donald Trump. CBS's Nicole Killian joins us from Washington with more on what to expect. Good evening, Nicole. Hey, good evening to you, Jerika. It's unclear if or when we may see charges against former President Trump. He says he did nothing wrong and suggests the district attorney has no case. They're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And Former President Trump used his first official campaign rally in Waco, Texas, to denounce the legal threats against him. People see it's bull, and they go and they. Say, it's unfair. The former president steered clear of directly referencing Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg, despite labeling the DA an animal and calling for potential death and destruction if he's charged. I think that was an ill-advised post. Trump attorney Joe Tacopina maintained his client's innocence in the probe related to alleged hush money payments to adult film star Stormy Daniels. And he said Trump's inaccurate prediction that he would be arrested last Tuesday was not made up. We've been in touch with, with the district attorney's office regarding potential logistics of uh, an arraignment if, if it gets to that point. Former New York Police Commissioner Bill Bratton on Face the Nation. If there's an indictment, the president will be required to surrender someplace in Manhattan where he would be uh, basically uh, fingerprinted electronically, photographed, and uh, basically given a booking number. House Republicans who have written to Bragg demanding his testimony say the case should be handled by the Department of Justice. He's investigating a presidential candidate, not to mention former president of the United States. That has no business uh, being litigated in a local district attorney's office. Bragg says it's not appropriate for Congress to interfere and will follow the facts tonight. In a new letter obtained by CBS News, more than 170 former federal prosecutors condemned efforts to intimidate the DA who's facing death threats. Draca? These Republicans are basically like, basically like, it's unprecedented and it is not right. The, pres the former president, now candidate for president, is, is not arrestable you can't do this like it's basically like anybody's arrestable yeah, that's a big like, thing here they're basically like like he is above the law 
Like it's like no, it's that you might as well just come out straight and say that. Like that's a- yeah, and that's the problem is like for a long time that's the way it has been. You know, we we kind of pretend that that's not the case. It's entirely the case. There's plenty of people that are wealthy enough to basically be above the law. Um, hell, there were there were members of Trump's family that got subpoenaed for shit, and they were just like, "Nah, we're busy." And I didn't know you could do that. I had no idea. I thought you would get charged with a crime for that. Yeah. Guess that's not the case. <laughs> so, I mean, yes, he basically is above the law. But I think the point of a lot of this is we're trying to change that. And Trump, of all people, of all former presidents, is the worst at being above the law. He's not smart enough to get away with dumb shit like that. Because he brags about it. He brags about it. And then yeah. eventually that catches up with him. Yeah, man, I'll believe it when I see it. You know, when he actually gets arrested, like I'll believe it when I see it. It's, it's. I still don't think it's going to happen. But um, what did it for me was uh, his company basically being bankrupted. That that was like the first time where I was like, okay, that's something. Yeah, know, that's more than I thought was going to ever happen. So I guess we'll take what we can get. But even something as small as like business fraud to me is is it's a pretty small pebble in in the in the rock pond in my opinion yeah you gotta think like january 6th like people died so that's that's a pretty big thing compared to business fraud right yeah and i don't know what's going on with that with that case i have no idea i know the special counsel is handling it or whatever but i don't know what the hell's going on with it Uh, i don't expect much yeah uh, one more I wanted to get into real quick um, is uh, the CEO of TikTok uh, spoke in front of Congress. Um, this was last Thursday or Friday. I can't remember. Uh, Did he get up and do like a dance midway through it or something? <laughs> no, but uh, they're trying to, I think this is him explaining why his kids aren't on TikTok. Uh, this is Fox <laughs> 35 in Orlando. You think would be the appropriate age to have a child get on TikTok. Our approach is to give differentiated experiences for different age groups and let the parents have these conversations with their children to decide what's best for their family. So you think that there is a sufficient um, safety mechanism for an eight-year-old to be able to access TikTok? An eight-year-old's experience on TikTok will be so highly restricted that every single piece of content he or she will see will be vetted by Common Sense, our third-party child safety expert, and um, the the ADO will not be able to post, and the ADO will not be able to see any personalized feed and zero advertising in that experience. So I believe, yes, it is the appropriate experience for an ADO. Well, then why don't you let your eight-year-old child on TikTok? I have seen these news articles. I would like to address that. My kids live in Singapore, and in Singapore, we do not have the under-13 uh, experience. If they lived here in the United States, I'll let them use the under-13 experience. Okay, so you're saying it's because of... The country you live in doesn't have the same mechanisms. Is there a reason you don't have the same mechanisms everywhere? Uh, in, in principle, we want to provide you know a good experience for our users in general. We don't we don't want to monetize from people who are under thirteen. In the U.S., we are COPA compliant, and as part of that, we were deemed as a. I, I want to get this specifics right. I want we were deemed as a particular uh, type of audience mixed audience app. Make want to make sure that that's right. And um, as a result of that, we have to provide an experience to our under-13 users in this country as well. My time has expired. Thank you. I yield back. Um, yeah, so I, 
I don't understand. This is basically like our government wanted to ban TikTok to me is basically like China banning Facebook. Like, I just don't understand how that's any better than what they're trying to do. Um, I understand banning it on government phones. Yeah, that all makes sense. Yeah, but like me as an individual, why the fuck do I care what China has of my information? Like, I don't. I found it funny that they were like, well, it collects your data and, and uses it. And I'm like, so does every, every every other app that I have on my phone does that. Well, why is it yeah. any different for TikTok? That's what I, I, How China has the data that probably isn't that fucking hard to figure out. Like, I, I don't see the issue here. Yeah, and I really don't get this whole thing that Republicans are trying to do in states like um, uh, Texas where they're trying to ban social me- all social media apps for people under the age of 13. Um, there, um, there are states like uh, Utah is trying to pass a law um, to where um, every everything that somebody the, under the age of 13 does um, is going to have to be made available to their parents. So oh, that's way fucked up. Yeah, well, dude, it's like, to me, it doesn't make sense that these Republican states are doing shit like that. Like, aren't you supposed to be about freedoms? And you, you talk about how, they talk about how they uh, think that their the parents should have the right to, the right to choose, um, uh, what their kids learn in schools, but then they don't want them to have the right to choose what apps they use on the internet. They don't want them to have the right to choose, um, uh, like with, uh, hormones and shit like that. Like, it's just like, you only want, that's, you only want freedoms if they agree, if they align with your fucking viewpoints. Like, why don't you just say that? That's the exact point I was going to make. Is you <laughs> yeah. see these 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 Republicans saying, "I want my child to be able to choose what they learn in school, as long as it's Texas history, or like as long as it's the American history that I want them to learn and, right. and things like that." And like, yeah, we want the government to stop meddling with religion as long as it's not. Uh, you know, as, as long as it's pro our religion and yeah, not choosing as, other religions, as long as you don't mess with Christianity, you know, yeah. and, we, and we can't let the gays do that because that would be that would be against our religion. But we are we're all for small government, you know, with less regulation, yeah, you know, and things like that. It's it's complete hypocrisy, and I feel like it has grown to that level more so in in the time I've been alive than it feels like ever. Yeah, you, know, you you see the the Republican Party outreach towards other issues that don't necessarily pertain to what that traditional viewpoint would be. And that's kind of what blows my mind with some of this shit anymore. Like, like the banning drag show stuff for kids and all this other stuff. The the party went from like, don't tread on me. to like, please tread on them. Right. Like, that's yeah. kind of what it turned into. Yeah. And this is, uh, and I, and I will say this is not just Republicans that want to ban TikTok. There are a lot of Democrats that want to do it as well. That's true too, for sure. and I think it is all around a mistake. It is just a, it's just a bad precedent to set. Like we're, it's it's because people fear what they don't understand. I think that's a lot of it. Well, it'll be the first. It'll be the first real part of, of the internet that is like, harmless that we've ever banned in this country. Like, of yeah. course, we ban the online sale of drugs and shit like that. But like, 
this has nothing, this has no, this is doing no harm to any individuals in the United States other than, like, if you're a government employee, yeah, you don't want them to have access to your phone. I understand that. Like, that's... How hard is that? Yeah. To just not download TikTok on your government phone. How hard is that to not do? Yeah. Um, But, yeah, and we had another news story today, but I did not want to make jokes about uh, shooting at an elementary school, but I did want to. I did want to uh, acknowledge that it happened. Um, there was a. They make shooting. the news still. I'm kind of shocked. Yeah, this one was. Uh, there was a shooting at a Nashville elementary school. Um, I think it was three three children and three parents died. I think it was, and then the gunman uh, or gun woman in this case was killed. So well, that's new. Yeah, that's the I that's the first one I've ever heard of that it's it's it was a it was a female shooter this time. Um 28 years old, so I'm I'd be interested to hear what the motives were there. I just I just don't get it. I don't get yeah. it. I mean, I don't think I'm ever going to get it. And frankly, if the day I do get it comes around, I should probably check myself into somewhere, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm never going to end up in that spot where I'm going to be like, you know, I get just going into an elementary school, just killing kids. It seems like the right thing to do in this situation. Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking nuts, man. I don't I don't know. Um, but well, I don't want to end on a sad note. So we'll. Uh, <laughs> I have this. I have this comedian. I, so I have not. Uh, Matt Ruby was on. We might be drunk today, and um, I thought he seemed like a pretty cool guy. And his special on YouTube. Um, is called Substance. And um, basically what it is, is he recorded um, four half hours. It's not a two-hour special. It's an hour and 12 minutes, um, so he cut a lot of it. But he recorded four half hours, um, four, four different weeks, and one of them, he is sober. One of them, he is high as shit on weed um and then one of them he is tripping balls on mushrooms and then one of them he was just inebriated on alcohol so um it's i can't wait to watch it actually i'm gonna watch it night or tomorrow um but yeah very interesting and i have heard of matt ruby before i've just never uh listened to any of his comedy before but i'll play a clip of him real quick it's from his youtube page um where his specials at matt ruby on youtube people near-death experiences they always talk about like there's a tunnel uh, there was a light and i felt like i was being pulled towards the light and that's what it feels like to die and so this is when he was on mushrooms just so people know right a near-death experience and then i started thinking about like well what does it feel like to be born so that's what it feels like to die i was like well probably when you're being born you're inside your mom's birth canal and it probably like feels like there's just this long tunnel and then, you know, something spreads and some light comes in and you're just being pulled towards the light and being born maybe is just another version of dying and dying is another version of being born. <laughs> I love the idea. I love the idea that this was not a laugh break. This was people that were just like, Holy shit, he's right. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, it didn't take mushrooms for them to piece that together. So. <laughs> so he said he said that his favorite 
Uh, his favorite two were the one where he were, was the one where he was sober, and the one where he was on mushrooms. Because he said the one where he was on mushrooms, he felt the most connected with the crowd. Um, and the one where he was sober, he felt like he was the best as he can be as a comedian. Um, whereas, uh, the one where he was drunk, he said he, he blacked out there. He doesn't remember. Oh, his, his, uh, bad drunk. yeah. And, uh, Holy shit. he said the one where he was drunk when he watched it, he was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> what is <laughs> Why am I going to put this out that shows like me just being inebriated and not being able to do comedy? Like he's like, this just shows me being really bad at what I'm doing. <laughs> like, I think that's part of the fun. I really yeah. do. Yeah. Uh, Mark Norman, uh, on we might be drunk was like, was like, yeah, you remember talking to me that night? And he was like, he was like, what? You were there? <laughs> like, yeah, dude, we talked like right before he went up. <laughs> He doesn't remember it all. That's so funny. I love that idea, though. It's like the yeah. three mic thing with Neil Brennan, but like a different concept, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know how I would like go about that. Like, I haven't really explored a lot of those options as far as like going up and doing like weird shit on stage just for kicks, because like I'm still in the phase of being a comedian where I'm just trying to be. What was Brandon trying to be? Brandon froze up one more time. He's going to yeah. freeze here in a minute. Oh, there what he is. He? All right. You said, I'm just, you said, uh, Damn it. you said, I'm just trying to be, and then you froze up. Because <laughs> I, I don't know what I want to be. No, no, I wanted, I, I was saying that I'm just trying to be good all the time. And naturally, I'm not trying to get fancy with it over here where we start involving mushrooms and yeah. all kinds of weird no. shit. You know, I haven't gotten experimental. No, what, uh, I, I had a thought though uh, the last Monday when I did imposters um, as like Kevin Oskopovich's set wasn't going great and they uh, and Mike Strank started messing with the lights and like changing the like he would go from the red light to the blue light to the white light like the stage lights and um, I thought it would be pretty cool to do. Uh, like the red light is like crowd work, the blue light is like one liners, and then the and then the regular light is just like my regular jokes. You know, so just like go in and out of it whenever the light changes. That like, would be a fun that game. Would be, that would be pretty funny. Maybe like <laughs> an open mic game or something. Yeah, I like that idea. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, you got anything to promote coming up? It is my internet, by the way. It popped up and said your internet is unstable. So that makes me feel so much better. <laughs> I, I just got a price decrease, and I was assured that the internet would be the same. Uh, I had I had somebody in mind to call after this. I was going to be like, "You can go fuck yourself." <laughs> same internet, my ass. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Actually, on, on Friday, I'm doing the uh, Broadview Brewing Company for oh, the nice. Cleveland Comedy Tub Group. That'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I've never done any show that close to my place before. It's it's been like, like the local bar, and then this that, that those are going to be two closest ones. Um, other than that, next week I'm going to be in Florida, so I'm probably going to try to hit some mics out that way. And then the following week I'll be at the Funny Farm, April 14th and 15th. 
Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I have, uh, I'm doing Judd's tomorrow, but this won't come out yet. <laughs> um, yeah. um, I have not much in April, actually. Um, I have therapy on the 8th. Um, <laughs> have, <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, featuring for Joe Mackey at Funny Stop April 21st and 22nd. So that's the big one. Um, and then I'll be in Wisconsin with Tim Wolf the 28th and 29th. And then Rubber City Comedy Festival, um, May 3rd through the 6th. And then we have Sassy's in Twinsburg with Bill Squire, myself, Brandon, and Jimmy Killius on May 13th. So start. Be such a kick ass show. Brown Petri Dish is created by John Brown and Brandon Petrie. Logo designed by Brian Gallagher. Music by Jared Bailey. Audio version of the podcast is produced and edited by John Brown. Video YouTube version produced and edited by Harrison Poole.